Are you still there? I'm here. Okay. I think, I think we're rolling. Are you doing all right? I'm doing all right. I'm kind of trying to watch the legislature, which starts here in a few minutes, although I think it's going to be pro forma. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we can kind of breeze through it. Um, all right. Well, I'll start. Hi, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast for March 27th. On this week's edition, we're going to talk mostly coronavirus, but also touch on some other news happening around the state. I'm joined, as usual, by Max Brantley, though from afar this time. We're distanced. <laughs> we're distanced. So how, how are you holding up? Oh, you know, I feel like I'm living in a, in a sci-fi movie, but, but, but fine so far. I'm getting yeah. out and walking every day. That helps a lot. That's good. Exercise is key. Well, let's let's start uh, at home, and I mean, we'll want to touch on national and international news. But um, the governor is the governor and the secretary of health are are meeting the media every day, and um, I think uh, you know most most reviews seem to be fairly positive for their handling of it have you seen reason to criticize uh no not really i i mean i happen to be in the group that favors the total shutdown model which which governor asa hutchinson hadn't wanted to go quite that far i mean i i think he's influenced by wanting to keep some kind of economy going but at the same time he obviously recognizes the risk I think we've been a little bit led astray in Arkansas by the fact that it appears the concentration of the virus is in a handful of counties. But I think a lot of that is, is, is the mayor of Helena pointed out today, the result of of low or no reports from counties that are abjectly poor, full of minority people that don't have many health outlets and don't have a means of accessing when they do, and they're not getting any testing. I, I don't, I just still don't think, given that our, our test rate is running about 17% positive, that we really have a real good idea yet on, on how serious the problem is in Arkansas. But uh, the governor has worked tirelessly. I think uh, Nate Smith, the health director, is a pro and knows what he's talking about. Greg Bledsoe, the Surgeon General, has really directly contradicted Donald Trump in, in not downplaying the seriousness of the virus and so our leadership is, is, has been pretty good. And, and today they talked at the briefing about planning to open uh, temporary hospital beds for an expected explosion and the need to hospitalize people. They, they're trying to obtain 500 ventilators, which is some exponential growth in the number of ventilators in the state, something that I've said repeatedly the feds ought to be in charge of, but which Donald Trump is simply not doing and won't do. He seems to think miraculously this is all going to go away somehow. And so I just think you've got to give an A rating to the, to the leadership. Uh, the governor has increasingly imposed new directives on closure of certain businesses, on social gatherings of a certain size. He had the state police director in today to say, we're going to be trying to tell people to follow these rules because we'll get an awful lot of anecdotal evidence that in some places people aren't taking this very seriously. Uh, I mean, kids are taking it as an opportunity to get together and jawbone and play basketball and what have you. And, and so I, I think the, the level of seriousness is varies dramatically. The, 
most interesting thing I saw today, and it didn't really surprise me, is the pandemic has become partisan. That is, Democrats are far more worried about it than Republicans are, and scarily, about half the country it seems to think, and more than that in Arkansas, seems to think Donald Trump's been doing a great job in, in handling the crisis, and I, I just don't think that could be farther from the truth. But in Arkansas, by the way, at the first time they pulled this, only 10% of Arkansans thought it was a, of extreme concern. It's up to 20%, but that still puts us about half the rate of the country as a whole. And, I, you know, the Fox News and Trump are just selling it, and Rush Limbaugh and people that ilk are selling that this has been oversold and we're, we're just doing stuff we don't need to do. I don't believe, I don't agree with that at all. But anyway, that's where we are. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I think that it's, it's hard for people who have not been following this closely to wrap their minds around, um, you know, how, how something like this can spread exponentially. I mean, you know, we're at uh, 381 cases today um, up, you know, just in two weeks from uh, a dozen or so. The governor talked about some modeling that, that the um, UMS College of Public Health has done with the Department of Health that shows that we could be at 3,500 in a couple of weeks. I think the governor has been reluctant to, to go beyond that modeling, even though it most certainly exists with uh, the health department and, and UAMS that would show just a, a massive, massive rise over the, the coming months, um, probably to, to not provoke panic, uh, which is maybe a, a, reasonable, um, a reasonable concern. But at the same time, you know, it's... it's well, what, we, only have 600, of, we only have 600 hospital beds available. I mean, <laughs> we could be looking at a demand that's triple what we have in two well, weeks' we have, time. I think we, we have 8,400 uh, total ho- hospital beds in the state. Um, the the uh, intensive care beds, I think, is 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 quite a bit smaller. But um, it, yeah, I mean, we, I think some of what the governor's projections today stemmed from our reporting yesterday of a, a epidemiological um, projection from the Arkansas Hospital Association that you know, was fairly terrifying if you had not been in the weeds of, of this. Uh, that projection showed an estimated uh, 190,000 Arkansans may need hospital care over the next six months, 41,000 may need to be hospitalized in intensive care, um, and 900,000, almost 910,000 Arkansans may become infected. So it's... Uh, well, I know. I, I mean, I don't want to guess who's right or wrong, because unlike Donald Trump, I don't have an uncle who went to MIT. <laughs> so I'm not going to guess on scientific stuff. But but what we know already is bad, and in Arkansas we have one very good piece of anecdotal evidence, and that is in Greer's Ferry, a, a rural community in rural red state Arkansas where somebody brought the virus into a church meeting and now something like 36 people are infected, and I think two are dead. And so any notion that this is an urban disease, and it's not a minority disease either, to a, a favorite whipping boy of Republicans. I mean, the, the overwhelming majority in Arkansas so far are white. However, again, that could have something to do with where the testing is being done. But in, in any event, I, 
I, I, I'm, I mean, I do think the governor has, and the health director have been available, pretty transparent, and have re- and re- have reflected a seriousness about what we face. And that's better than the White House. Yeah, in, in sharp contrast, in fact. Yeah. Um, so, of course, the, the the other side of this is the economy. Um, you know, we we are part of a small, a small business that that is uh, you know really hurting from this. Yeah, I mean, uh, our, our business is was already in peril because of the conditions in publishing, and now it's really, I mean, even more so. And, and we're we're by no means alone. So. Yeah, I mean, aside from. I don't know, grocery stores. <laughs> it, it's hard to think of that many examples of industries that are not affected no, and, you dramatically. Know, the service industry, you know, restaurants, bars, I mean, a huge sector, and, and hotels, huge sector of the economy, people who are not high-wage people to begin with, and some of them are part-time workers and dependent on tips, and, I mean, it's it's a catastrophe. And, I, you know, I've seen an awful lot of dire predictions about, the likelihood of a lot of these people being able to reopen when and if the all clear signal sounds. And I, I mean, I, I, I just, no, I mean, it's, it is easy to get depressed and to have mental issues, I think, because I, I like to think I'm reasonably unflappable, but I mean, it's the, the future is unknown at a minimum yeah. and, and, and not bright. Most likely, I mean the government. Some in it seem willing to, to print money, which the U.S. can do. Uh, how much and how far? There's an awful. You know, you see things like Tom Cotton and John Bozeman trying to cap unemployment benefits. You know, afraid some poor son of a bitch is going to get an extra dollar out of it. You know, after they get trillions of dollars in tax cuts to millionaires. I, you know, I mean, there's there, there's some philosophical things at work here that are just are crazy, but. I don't know what we're going to do. And health care. I mean, we don't know. There was a story today about somebody who had the infection, couldn't get treated, and died. He didn't have health insurance wherever he was. This wasn't in Arkansas, by the way. It was denied coverage. He didn't have insurance. Well, I mean, WTF, you know? Anyway. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, well, there, there have been, um, you know, some great examples of people coming together to help others. Uh, just so we're not entirely bleak. Uh, one thing that I've been doing a lot of reporting on is, is uh, on the efforts of the, uh, just a really broad coalition of folks in Little Rock to feed uh, kids who receive free and reduced lunch. Excuse me again. Uh, while they're in school and you know, families really count on their kids getting breakfast and lunch, and and with schools closed now, um, this this uh, impressive coalition of everybody from the school district to the city to the Central Arkansas Library, Rock Region Metro, providing transportation for free, uh, the the Clinton Center, um, World uh, Central Kitchen, which is a, a nonprofit um, started by Jose Andres. The, Celebrity Chef, based in Washington, D.C. I mean, it's just a Herculean effort, and uh, their their numbers just keep going up uh, day by day in terms of the meals that they're feeding and and their their meeting demand. 
No, it's, it's uh, I mean, hats off to any number of people for the incredible toll they're doing. And, and by the way, I mean, again, everybody who's putting themselves out there is putting themselves out there. I, mean, I have been doing my best to stay home, and I, I guess I haven't left the house except to walk in my neighborhood well and with people in a week. I went to the grocery store a week ago, but these people going out every day and helping people need help. I mean, they're 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 all heroes of of, of small and great degree. Well, let's let's briefly touch on a, a few other news items um, that have popped up in, in the last several weeks. Uh, City of Little Rock uh, announced, uh, Mayor Scott announced that it would shelve uh, the tax increase that um, the city had planned to ask voters to approve probably sometime this summer. It's going to shelve it indefinitely. I think absolutely the right political decision uh, in asking people to tax themselves more when they're all hurting economically was probably a loser, although oddly enough, the city will need the money more than ever. I mean, it was already not in the best shape, and it's going to new obligations are going to be created, and revenue is going to plummet in the sales tax for one, and and you know property tax down the line because I think property values are going to fall, and some people's property assessments are going to drop. But they they had to do that. And, and by the way, I mean there's going to be on the November ballot regardless because it's there. A proposed uh, sales tax increase to pay for highways, and, and I think that's it. It will it will suffer from this as well. Uh, federal uh, ruling today came down that panhandling is legal. Right. I mean, Judge Bill Wilson, Billy Roy Wilson, had pushed previously, and they circuited it up, held him, and he received the mandate, and he made it official. And that state law is dead. Well, the problem was is. The, the state wanted to make it illegal for people to beg for money, but it didn't want to make it illegal for people to wave signs for their burger or whatever. And, you know, content-related prohibitions on speech are just unconstitutional, the court said. And, you know, you may not like these beggars out there, but they can ask for money. Now, they can't impede traffic. And, and, and if you pass a law that makes it unlawful for all to impede traffic, well, then you can probably do that, but you can't just say only beggars can't impede traffic. So, anyway, that was uh, a victory for the First Amendment and for the ACLU, which represented a couple of long-time panhandlers in Hot Springs in this case. We may be amid a, p- a pandemic, but the legal wrangling continues over uh, a casino in Pope County. Well, it's just a giant mess, and I, I hesitate to try and explain it all, but I will say this. Uh, I would say the leader in the clubhouse for a casino now is a Mississippi casino operator, Gulfside Entertainment or whatever, the Gulf Shore, I can't remember what the name is. They're from Mississippi and have big casinos in Biloxi. Uh, they, uh, they, were, they pulled this, this, this deal in, in 2018 where they got the current county judge to endorse their proposal. The amendment says local officials' endorsements needed, and so they filed an application with that letter. Well, the state and the racing commission tried to say, no, it has to be a current officeholder. Those guys aren't in office anymore. Well, the judge this week said, no, they, the state cannot add restrictions to the state constitution, and this uh, current officeholder provision doesn't count anymore. So they sent it back to the racing commission. Now, the racing commission, I mean, both, both sides says it's a laydown. We're the only people that had a 
legitimate application at the time the applications are filed and they can't go back and reopen it and take new applications and then approve the one from the Cherokee that has been endorsed by the current office holders in Polk County. I mean, we're going to have the Racing Commission is going to vote here at some point, uh, and I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, I think I can safely predict one thing. Uh, there will be more legal action. <laughs> <laughs> but I also want to say casinos are currently closed by the coronavirus anyway, so it's, it's, uh, it's something down the line regardless. Uh, and finally, there was a lawsuit filed today, I believe, over the uh, Fort Worth School District's continued um, state control. Continued yep, state control Matt, of the district. Matt Campbell, the uh, the uh, you know Blue Hog Report battling uh, progressive lawyer, uh, filed a lawsuit today with three plaintiffs. Uh, I think a former school board member and a current Little Rock district teacher and a parent. It says the the state violated the law and constitution when it uh, reconstituted the school district by allowing the school board to be elected at the end of this year but placing limits on its power specifically it won't it's not able to hire and fire a superintendent it can't file lawsuits and it can't engage in collective bargaining uh you know my unlearned opinion is he's exactly right particularly on constitutional ability to go to court i mean it's and also there's just to me a an incredible equal protection argument here, screwing the Little Rock School District with rules that don't apply to anybody else. Uh, Johnny Keith already said it's faithless, and we will fight the, the lawsuit, as you would expect him to say. Uh, so I don't know. It goes to Pleasure County Circuit Court. Mary McGowan drew the case initially. Uh, uh, he asked for a speedy hearing because he wants an injunction against uh, the, these restrictions being put in place, and uh, he also raises the point, which is another good point, and, and, the, and the, the State Board of Education legal lawyer once had a different view on this, too, but the law says that after five years, you get your school board back. Well, we're going to go almost six years before we get ours back. There should have been an election last year, and the, school board, the State Board of Education didn't want to give Little Rock an election last year. Matt points out in his lawsuit that the legislature tried to change the law so that you could kind of have this open-ended control of a district like Little Rock, but the bill failed. They knew they had this problem. And so I think you've got a pretty interesting lawsuit. It's uh, certainly not going to be dismissed out of hand. And it's, you know, it just, I mean, the, the state's just eternal desire to screw with Little Rock. I mean, they can get away with it politically because no, everybody hates Little Rock in the Little Rock school district, and that includes a lot of people in Little Rock. So, so you know, there's not a going to be a popular groundswell, but uh, maybe maybe the courts will help us on this. All right, well, let's leave it there and move on to endorsements, uh, which are important in these times when you, you need to escape the news just for sanity's sake. Oh, man. Well, I've been watching Homeland, and it's kind of, it's gripping. It's final season. It's pretty good. Uh, I just want to endorse Colonial Wine and Spirits. They've jumped into the into the opening up of delivery of alcohol and uh, delivery if you're within 10 miles of them, there's a fee, and, but they waive it if you're an old codger like me, so good for Clark Tram and them for bringing some uh, liquid comfort to, to homes around Little Rock. <laughs> uh, well, I will make an endor endorsement for uh, those people who, amid a pandemic, have the the sort of perverse 
if you're there. Scenarios. Uh, I, I read the Emily St. John Mandel bestseller, Station Eleven. It came out several years ago. Got a lot of acclaim. Finally read it uh, a week or so ago and thought it was uh, scary and bleak, but also very lovely. Oh, wait. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I it, it's a, a It's about uh, a flu that starts in the uh, Republic of Georgia and then kills off 99.9% of humanity or something like that. And and the people who are left and also the people who came before it's, it's very gripping and good. And, but we'll also leave you unsettled. Well, you said bleak and depressing and we ought to end this with just another good words for the good people who are rising to the occasion and showing how wonderful human beings can be. But bleak and depressing made me think of something I read all night, night before last. And it just depressed the living hell out of me. It's George Packer's article in the latest Atlantic on how, Donald Trump has taken over government, and it's it is the scariest, awfulest thing I have read. I mean, it's worse than any science fiction novel. And so, I mean, if we don't get rid of him in November, it's over for the United States as we know it. So anyway, anyway, with with that, and, and I want and I want and I want people to give some thought in this era when we're giving this really unbridled authority to executives. And I think Asa Hutchinson in Arkansas and Wright Scott in Little Rock and Mary Hyde in Blanche County have done things that, that, that don't make my heart flutter. But Joyce Elliott pointed out a debate on the Senate about a, a technical angle on who would get to release emergency money under the bill the legislature is going to finish action on today. Then it's a slippery slope. The U.S. Patriot Act was done at a time of national emergency and it's had some terrible consequences and you know it, it is not far from trusting your executive to autocracy and worse and anyway i endorse everybody being being watched stay vigilant be vigilant oh and get out on your porch tonight at eight o'clock and flack, flick your lights and shout into the sky your support of all the health care workers no doubt. Well, everybody, uh, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll be back soon. See ya. Bye-bye.